Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. On today's podcast, Adam Richard returns for our Mission Impossible series as we tackle Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. My name is Justin Hamilton and I want you to know I am the storm here on Big Squid. This episode of Mission Impossible might be the most childish episode we've recorded yet. So just a warning, just a warning before I even say hello. It is really, really childish. It goes so far off the rails. And I'm not going to point out where, you, you'll know. It's pretty obvious. And uh, anyway, I have to point out, we had a good time with the movie. This is not a reflection on the film. I just think we were both in a pretty silly mood and you'll... Hear it kick in. Anyway, we're doing this one today, then Fallout next week, and then Adam and I will sync our crazy schedules so we can see Dead Reckoning Part 1 and report to you uh, what we think of this new film. So that's the plan going forward. Uh, it was one of those things where we we had all the time in the world, and then this year's been such a weird year. Our, it's been hard to get our schedules in line, and uh, suddenly the new one's coming out really soon. So there you go. Before we launch into today's episode, when you sign up for our Patreon, you can not only access a bunch of bonus podcasts and more, but you also have an episode dedicated to you. And today's shout out goes to Liz. No last name either. She's the Madonna Share Pele of the Big Squid Patreon list. Hi, Liz. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. I hope you've been enjoying the Mission Impossible series. And fingers crossed, your sense of humor is as childish as this episode devolves into. I apologise in advance, but maybe you'll find it as funny as Adam and I did. 
I hope so. Anyway, thank you for being a Patreon subscriber, Liz, and uh, I look forward to hearing your remarks on this episode and any other thoughts that you might have about the stuff that we're covering here. If you'd like to have an episode dedicated to you and have access to bonus podcasts, please head to patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton and you can find a tier that suits you. Now it's time to check in with the IMF, who have not only been disbanded, but they've left Ethan Hunt out in the cold. Oh no! Now a new threat known as the Syndicate has emerged, a highly skilled group of operatives dedicated to establishing a new world order. Ethan must gather his team and join forces with the mysterious Ilsa Faust to once again save the day. Let's enter the world of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. The IMF is uniquely trained and highly motivated. Specialist without equal, immune to any countermeasures. But it is an agency of chaos. The time has come to dissolve the IMF. Now I want you to choose your next words very carefully. Where is Hunt? Last I heard he was tracking the syndicate. How come the CIA has never discovered any intel regarding the syndicate? You want the polite answer or the truth? We've never met before, right? Finally. Benji. Ethan, where are you? The syndicate is real. A rogue nation trained to do what we do. An anti-IMF. They're coming after us with everything they've got. You ready? This may very well be our last mission. Let's make it count. So what's the play? You want to bring down the syndicate? It's impossible. How do you know we can trust her? Desperate times. Desperate measures. You got your seatbelt on? You asking me that now? Oh, hey, boys, what did I miss? I have two quick things for you. Uh, one that kind of relates to Mission Impossible mm-hmm. and uh, one that doesn't. This is just something that I found uh, just before we started recording. Right. And I was closing up uh, screens on my computer. And then on Twitter, Eyes Wide Shut was trending. That happens sometimes. I was You're like, like, why this movie today? <laughs> yeah. What a biz- Okay. So I'm... I recently rewatched that, maybe about six or seven mm. months ago, and I was like, oh, what's this about? And, of course, it's, you know, being used as an example to prove that the Vatican and the American government <laughs> and the mafia and blockchain and everyone are working together. <laughs> and, you know, 
people didn't realize until they saw Eyes Wide Shut, and then they went, "Oh, right. okay." But is, is there this was like Stanley Kubrick uh, having filmed the moon landing. Yes. <laughs> in a yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, this this is even better. <laughs> so this was. So I was just kind of laughing as I was reading it, and then um, <laughs> this one guy has put up this uh, bit that uh, this post. And he says, uh, Kubrick had full creative control of all his films and did very secretive shoots. He had to hand in the rough final Mm. cut of Eyes Wide Shut to film executives and within a week had died of a heart attack. (laughs) It it could be coincidence, but dot, dot, dot. And then he's put up this picture uh, of a man. It's a black and white photo of two men in suits. One's holding a gun and the heading is... The CIA's heart attack gun. They no. can make your murder look natural. And underneath it says, in 1975, this formerly secret CIA weapon was declassified. The information about this weapon comes from US Senate testimony in 1975 no. relating to rogue activities of the CIA. This video shows actual congressional <laughs> testimony explaining how the heart attack gun works. The heart attack gun shoots a small poison dart that is made of ice. The poison causes a heart attack. Then the dart melts and the poison <laughs> denatures so there is nothing that shows up in autopsy. <laughs> the end. It's, uh... Oh, Joe Rogan's trending as well. I wonder if they're related. <laughs> I read a very funny tweet about Joe Rogan today um, that said, you know, before the internet, you didn't. no one needed Joe Rogan because everyone had a stoner older brother that was really into the pyramids being <laughs> alien spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, mate. We've all read the Illuminati. We we get it, mate. We get it. So anyway, well, I, I guess it kind of fits in. Maybe they need to bring in the heart attack gun into the Mission Impossible world. Heart attack. I just so good. The, the melting ice is my favorite. Like how that's how does they keep it frozen for so long? They're going to carry around a little portable freezer, mate, in a little esky, esky. little esky yeah. with the, for the heart attack gun. Like it made me laugh so hard because just the just the words heart attack gun made me laugh, and I decided I was going to read it out to you. And then uh, the little little ice dart was the, uh, the pistol resistance. Yeah, like, a, like that's yeah. that's a, that's clearly a joke because that's a very funny punchline. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, heart attack gun just makes me think of your heart bum machine, and I can't. Yeah. <laughs> been one of those uh, uh for everyone listening uh my mate charlie hill smith and i you always used to talk about having a heart bum machine and uh and it was just it, it was kind of just shorthand for it, you had a big yeah. night that's basically oh, what it was the but the amount machine. of people yeah just to keep me alive but i i i never got bored of people asking me how it worked yeah. and when you'd say it's a machine that attaches your heart to your bum <laughs> And then watching them be even more confused brought real joy to me. <laughs> it doesn't make sense, Justin. Well, let me explain it to you. It still doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but you, 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 you breathe in gas and you fart and it pumps yeah. your heart. And that generates more gas and you fart. It's a perpetual machine. Jesus, why are people so stupid? <laughs> Get anyway. them with the heart attack gun. They've got to... Yeah, yeah. Shoot, shoot some ice darts into those arseholes. Got my esky so, uh, full of ammunition. Yeah, I'm if, ready to go. Yeah. If you ever see me turn up with an esky, you know someone's about to go down. So what good. Those little silver pouches that they. 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Just in the pot. I'll just put it in a, in a bum bag in the front <laughs> and be ready to go. So, uh, so I had something else for mm-hmm. you, which is from uh, my dear friend Susie, mm. who because you know we always talk about when we first saw this yes. movie, we saw this one yes. together, and uh, but I thought I'd read out one for you, which was uh, so Susie uh, wrote to me and said. Uh, when her husband Stu and, and her first moved in mm. together, we undertook a summer of Tom where we watched all the cruise movies in order of release. This project was very much led by Stu, but I loved a uh, challenge and embraced the good and the bad. And let's agree that there are some cruise movies best left in the oh, past. Yeah. Uh, but she uh, she was one of our Patreon shout outs. Shout outs so uh, they are now doing a rewatch of the oh, film. Yeah. So I was like, could you imagine doing a uh, what? What's the Tom Cruise movie that you would be dreading if you were rewatching every Tom Cruise? Oh, movie? probably Interview with a Vampire. Oh, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Especially since I loved that TV show. Like, I really enjoyed that. I thought um, Sam Reid did a great job with that character. I just, yeah. Just, you know, we know that Tom's had no chemistry with a lot of women. Also has no chemistry with Brad Pitt, which is amazing to me. (laughs) Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like, you're working really hard. Really hard. Have you got no chemistry there either? What is going on? Mate, it's it's my it's my argument that Michelle Monaghan is the most underrated ho- actor oh, yeah. in Hollywood because I actually do believe he yes. cares for her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's probably the one I would be like. Duh. Also, I loved those books around that time. Right. So yeah, when that yeah. movie came out, I was like, "What? How can I have Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Christian Slater, Antonio Banderas, and be really dull?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's an yeah. effort. Who would you have had playlist at back then? Uh, yeah. Going by the books, David Bowie. Oh yeah, like because right. the second well, book, it's he's pretty much described as Bowie. Like it's very um, yeah, kind of ageless and you know sexy and. Uh, kind of a bit androgynous and, you know, men and women alike kind of into him. So, yeah, it was very – That's that was all I could imagine when I read the book. So Yeah, right. Yeah. And he was off making The Hunger with Catherine yeah. Deneuve and Susan Sarandon. Yeah. Let's just pop him in a, in a blonde wig. Like, imagine. Yeah. yeah. He'll be fine. Yeah. They, and then they'll all have flirted with him. They wouldn't have been able to not yeah, flirt with exactly. him. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, let's get into a couple of the segments. Stamp that passport. Uh, locations that we may or may not mm-hmm. have visited. Uh, Minsk, Belarus. No, never been there. No. Uh, London, England. Yes, we're both, both a yes there. for that. I lived there for two uh, years. <laughs> yeah, right. When was that? Uh, very early 90s, like 91, 92. Yeah. yeah. I was a uh, teenager. <laughs> good time to be there too, right? Yeah, it was exciting. Although... Doctor Who had been cancelled, so like I didn't get to do any fun stuff like that. <laughs> I did go right. to the London Cartoon Centre though, do some like classes and stuff. That was fun. Yeah, was it? Uh, that's a uh, big time for two thousand AD. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, like, yeah. It's getting a lot of attention. And I mean, uh, they had recently lost all of their creative staff to the US. Uh, <laughs> so right. it was, that's true. Um, but yeah, it was like I got to meet some interesting people. I got to meet a writer who. 
Used to work with Clive Barker. I think he used to write his Nightbreed comics and stuff. So yeah. Ah, oh, I remember yeah, yeah, them. Yeah. yeah. Clive Barker. There's a there's an interesting writer who like he's still is he big still or what know, is he? Like he is he, he he was kind of the enfant terrible yeah. for a while there and then um like even I, I remember the books of blood, I remember the the quote was from Stephen yeah. King saying it was the scariest thing that yeah. he'd read in years. Yeah, he was huge for a while. He, I guess he, is he doing stuff? Who knows what he's up to? I don't know. All his uh, his books were kind of sexy, yeah. scary, weren't they? Like they were very. Uh, which I think is, uh, look, I'm taking a guess with this. Uh, probably why they were big in the UK and moderately big in yeah, the US because Americans are. For the most part, weird with yeah. sex. Also, didn't he like? Um, didn't he come out at some point, and the Americans all turned on him? Oh, yeah. oh, well, that sounds about right. Um, so, yes to London, uh, Washington DC. Uh, no, I've only no. haven't done that that coast. No, no, I've been I've been slow on this one. Uh, Havana, Cuba. No, no, neither have I. Uh, Vienna, Austria. I would love to. Just to go on uh, a full Von Trapp tour, but no, I have not. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Casablanca, Casablanca, and Morocco. Oh, that's right. I forgot to go to Casablanca. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, no, to no. all of it. I've seen the movie. Does that the count? Movie. There's, there's uh, yeah. no underwater hard drive facility in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we will get to that moment of panic in a sec. Um, so segment, the year in action. So this movie comes mm. out and uh, we get in the same year, Furious 7. Oh, really? They, yep. These yep. movies feel completely divorced from each other, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I know. Furious 7, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, wow, was that that recent? For some reason this film yep. feels older than that. That is weird. I know. It's So th- I have to be honest, this, this list of movies weirded me out because some of them feel really... Recent yeah. and some of them feel much older, and so it didn't quite mm. make sense. Um, Sicario, oh, yeah, Denis Villeneuve, yeah, interesting. Yep, so that feels a little bit, feels a bit older. The original Ant Man, oh, the first Ant Man, oh, wow, which was fun. Uh, Jurassic World, oh, I remember that going to that premiere. That was seriously one of the most fun nights of my life, where yeah, it was at the it was held at the IMAX in Melbourne and they had like a party. You had drinks amongst the skeletons because the IMAX is connected to the museum. So you're standing amongst all these oh, dinosaurs great. to have drinks. Yeah, yeah, Hilarious. yeah. <laughs> Man. I hope the Melbourne, for everyone who lives in Melbourne and if you work at the Melbourne IMAX, I hope you've gotten your shit together because my fury at that place the last three times i went there it, it, it fucked up every yeah. time and not just broke down like i remember watching dunkirk in a trailer in the middle of the movie in the middle no. of the movie and uh, they, you know what those tickets are expensive are. you, you got to you got to pay them yeah. back anyway uh, a little movie called star wars episode 7 <gasps> the force awakens wow that was that year that, yep. these are all not coalescing for me as happening at the same time this is bizarre. Hey, I had to, like I was reading this and I was confused. Yeah. Um, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Oh my god! See, that feels more recent than yeah, yeah. Creed. Oh yes, your favourite. You love Creed. Yeah, with the best acting by uh, Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone in any any movie with the son that I wish I had, Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> uh, 
Spectre. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> and I know. That's how I felt when I read that as well. And weirdly, the only Hunger Games movie I haven't seen, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. And I just, I, I it came out. I was, I was ready to see it. I enjoyed all mm. the rest of them. And then... Uh, I moved from Sydney, uh, moved from Melbourne to Sydney, yeah. and it came out just as I was moving, and I just never got to it, and I'm, I've never gotten around to watching it, so I have no idea how oh, it ends. So this is when we were both kind of moving up here. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. I watched all of the Hunger Games twenty fifteen once. Um, as like a, I'd what I'd seen the first one at the cinema, and then I don't think I saw another one. <laughs> So I decided, right. oh, they're all on the streaming. I'll have a look at them. And yeah. I think I was on my phone for most of the second one. Like, it just gets a bit, you know. Like, Marjorie from Game of Thrones was in it, and I like her, and I couldn't even be bothered. <laughs> right. <laughs> Natalie, Natalie Did it Dormer. end well? Um, I don't know. I don't okay. remember. Well, I think there was an uprising of some description. Against yeah, Donald sure. Sutherland. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like Jennifer Lawrence. It's weird how everyone loved Jennifer Lawrence and then we decided no to Jennifer Lawrence and now it seems like she's kind of coming yeah. back. I, you know what the weird thing was with that whole Hunger Games thing was how many others they made. Like the Maze right. Runner ones and the Divergent yes. Divergent. ones and yeah. all of that. And you're just like... Really? Like, just one movie did really well? Do you really think the rest of these are going to be okay? And, like, yeah. big stars like yeah. Kate Winslet signing up. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. Give me some cash. <laughs> yeah. That, that, those young adult movies of uh, children trying to save the world seem like it was kind of neck and neck with superhero yeah. movies for a while. Was Mortal Engines one of those? Or whatever it was called? Yeah, and the... yeah, uh, yeah. that's a steampunk yeah. one, isn't it? There was the... I think. What was the other one? There was another one that... Ended up on Netflix as a TV series. I can't remember. They just, just so many of them back then. Well, they were also trying to do the Harry yeah. Potter kind of movies. Like there wasn't there like Percy Numbnuts <laughs> and the Spear of Forgetfulness or something. So, oh, that's been a topic on the show. Someone loves those books. They're doing those as a series at Disney Plus. Um, and I right. think the guy who writes them, who didn't like the movies, is kind of forcing himself. To be involved in them, so they're better. Okay, but for right. what I understand, the books aren't that great anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, segment all star guests. So we get Jeremy mm-hmm. Renner, Simon Pegg, Ving Rames, Sean Harris, Tom Hollander, Alec Baldwin, Simon McBurney, and Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, she's so who good. so good. Uh, we will talk more about her. And last segment to start off with, Cruising Around the Mission. These are the movies Tom Cruise made before mm-hmm. and after. So in 2013, you get Oblivion. Oh, 2014, I like Oblivion. You get... I like Oblivion yeah. too. It's Joseph Kaczynski, isn't it, who did um, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, it's it's a good yeah. film. Uh, 2014, Edge of Tomorrow. Another oh, good film. I love film. that film too. Yeah. Uh, 2016, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Now, I enjoyed that film, but it is... He's not Jack, Jack Reacher in, like, any way, shape or form. That's the problem, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just badly cast. <laughs> yeah. 
if if that was a movie just called Never yeah. Go Back, and he was playing uh, a different character yeah. like Jack Reach around, Jack Reach around, right, that would be better. <laughs> Read for the new Jack Reach around novel. Jack Reach around. <laughs> Never look back. Oh that's, my God, that's the name that's of it. Probably a porn somewhere. <laughs> if it's not, and there are any any porn producers listening to this podcast, can I say on behalf of Adam and I, you're welcome. Take it. I don't think they give us some Jack Reach around. I've seen a porn with a plot in a very long time. <laughs> like, oh, you just need a title, yeah, right? It's on the phone. Just like, what's this? Yeah. It's on Twitter. Like, we, don't need, we don't need a whole movie anymore. <laughs> Jack, yeah. Jack Reach Around. That's a great porn Jack name, Reach though. Around. I'm Jack it Reach is. Around. <laughs> yeah. Don't look back. Literally, don't. It ruins the magic. And then, and then in 2017, how's this for a weird year from Mm. Tom Cruise? The Mummy. Oh yeah, and American Made. Ah, which I enjoyed. We saw that. Yeah, I didn't mind American Made. I thought that was. I felt like that was the last time he tried to play something different. Yeah, he was great in that though. Just really energetic and fun. Um, I. I think the mummy fell into the same uh, stupid hole as the Citadel, whatever it's called, um, mm. in announcing a huge slate of movies that are all vaguely interrelated. And you're like, don't do that until one's been a success. Like, have the plan. Sure. Have it yeah. up your sleeve yeah. as something you're going to do yeah. if this first one is a success. But don't go out and say, we're going to do this, that, the other thing, and they're all going to be, it's like, and then no one goes to the mummy, and you're like, oh. Yeah. Oh, we, we really spent a lot of money on that photo shoot yeah. for nothing. Because there was like, what what was linked with the mummy? There was the mummy. Well, I, I think uh, I think Russell Crowe was going to be Dr. That's Jekyll. That's right. Because that's what he is in that. And then, uh, actually, let's have I a know look. What was the it? Invisible what was it? Man the, was meant that to was, be part uh, of it, and um, Lee Winnell, Johnny Depp. Yeah. But no, yeah, Lee Winnell got a hold of the hold of it and did his fun thing with it, like making it a more of a vehicle for Elizabeth Moss. And that's a great yeah. fun film. But that was yeah originally part of that whole stupid Universal monsters thing. Were they going to do a Dracula? Yeah. Was that? Was that? They were going to do a uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, Remember yeah. that? And I think that was going to be... Charlize Theron. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I think that was going to be Angeline Jolie. Oh. oh, yeah. She's been looking for a franchise. She she was Maleficent for a little while. She tried to horn in on yep. the Marvel business in a movie where she yep. was confusing and killed people for no good reason. <laughs> That's the one. And... Uh, I think Javier Bardem was going to be the Wolfman, Frankenstein's, oh, monster, Frankenstein's monster, according to this. Who's the Wolfman? You know Surely there's a Wolfman. There's got to be a Wolfman. Doesn't seem to oh. be a Wolfman. I'm just looking this up now, but um, yeah, how funny, yeah, ridiculous. Um, like I didn't know it, that um, that Kong Skull Island movie was part of a whole big, you know. Monster Island. Yeah. And so when I left before the end of the movie and didn't see that there was an after credit sequence and someone told me there was one there, I was like, oh, cool. 
Well, that's fun, but you know, at least it wasn't a huge announcement three weeks before they released, you know, the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, even Iron Man with the Avengers, that was just an Easter egg kind of. You, you oh, know, yeah. it wasn't on. It wasn't in the movie when I saw it the first time because I saw we did an interview with Robert Downey Jr. So I saw a preview of it like a couple of weeks before oh, in like right. a little theaterette. You know that little theaterette yeah. in West Melbourne we used to yeah. go to. Um, and yet that was not there. Like that was only attached to the release version. So no, right. no reviewers, no one saw that until it was only people who went to the movies and saw that in the cinema. So yeah. that I found interesting because, you know, I went back again. I went, oh, this movie's great. We're going to go. And then was like, oh, what's this bit? This wasn't in before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so interesting. Come from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're better off just, you know, laying some yeah. trails. And if the trails don't get picked up, they were just little bits for the yes. fans. And if they do get picked up, you go, yes. great. Like, do it stealthily. <laughs> yes. Well, this is the infamous Mission Impossible film that begins with Crazy Tom hanging from the side of a oh, plane. And we can talk about cr- that. But uh, what I found most interesting is that right from the get-go, this film feels more like an ensemble piece. Yes. And did, did you yeah, notice yeah, that yeah. this time? It's like Christopher McQuarrie has gone, okay, I've watched all the other ones. Uh, yeah. It needs to start with a big action set piece because Tom wants to do something stupid. Um, Great. I'll write that in. Uh, or yeah. even Tom can come to him and say, I'm going to hang off the side of a plane. He's like, fine, we'll pop that at the start and we won't really explain it. Uh, <laughs> but we'll explain it more than you hanging off the side of a mountain in the second one. <laughs> hey, it's so funny. It's such a funny start. And he's also had a look at the cast and gone, We've had a couple of characters who have had nothing to do and have been great mm. performers. So let's give everybody something to do and yeah yeah. like because you don't want people like tom wilkinson turning up for two minutes to get shot in the head like everyone needs something to do you're gonna call these favors in also i guess you know we're in a time where tom's kind of been on the nose like those films before this that you mentioned had not been huge successes um and this was also apparently from what I understand, was not really a go until the Chinese just threw money at it. Like, it's yeah. it was like, oh, no, these are successful in China because you barely mention us and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. how you do it. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, I think Macquarie is such a, he's such a great screenwriter that, yeah. you know, I mean, look at, you know, Top Gun Maverick. It's like, by the numbers thing but he just kind of invests just little moments with just they just seem to go that extra mile like they you know yeah so i've been watching the sopranos for work and i'm just like oh yeah each one feels like a little movie like yeah yeah great character the uh i I still get a kick out of that opening with him on the side of the plane it's so funny. Also, also and, uh, <laughs> he's more comedic too, yeah, right? But also how much of it is um, Benji trying not to explain what's happening? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like being, Peg, Peg's a yeah, gun in like this. Like trying not to relay back what is actually happening. So, oh, yeah, he's on it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's a really fun start. Um, even even the way he leaves the mm. plane like, is more comedic. It's a little bit like once upon a time, I reckon, like 
Mission Impossible 2, it would have been a wink, and now it's a little bit like a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is a good uh, idea. Mission Impossible 2, it would have been uh, a slow motion hair toss. Because he also had that wacky yeah. hair back then, remember? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It would have been a slow yeah, motion hair out, toss and a kind of a... Through 37 s- Yes, yeah. <laughs> Kind of a smarmy eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's there's a there's a little subtle shift into the more comedic mm. sides of him, uh, and it's uh, it's funny. I, I think there's that in Top Gun yeah. as well. Like there's you know there's him looking like he you know after the planes exploded. <laughs> and, uh, it's it's Jennifer Connelly taking yeah. advantage of him. You know, uh, it's him trying to sneak off and being oh. caught by the. The that is a great like, moment. Like that is just yeah. a perfect moment. Like it's so good. Oh, yeah. So he's kind of got, um, you know, it, it, it's been. A, it, I think that it's a smart mm. move to get this uh, side of yeah. him out, especially with him being not quite the star that he yeah. was previously. Yeah. It's a, it's a little reinvention, not too much. Um, I also enjoyed that they've continued uh, uh, the storyline from the previous film, where the agent at the record store knows the stories of Ethan yeah. Hunt. And uh, do do you like Ethan as a man of mystery? Yeah, I kind of like. Uh, well, I mean, you can't get to a fifth film and not have what he's done in the previous four somehow get out amongst like yeah. even just the people who work there would know. Yeah, at least other super spies. Yeah. Like it's because normally it's like someone says comes up and says, "Oh yeah, the name is Bond, James Bond." It's like, okay, cool, but <laughs> you're like, "There's yeah. like 27 movies of you <laughs> yeah. behaving like a lunatic and driving yeah. through the streets of <laughs> Venice on a motorized gondola." <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a hovercraft. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's hung off several things very high in the air. It it would have gotten around, like. Just yeah. inside the agency, if nowhere else. Like, he he has, like, a, a mystique about him. You can't pretend it's yeah. not there. No, mm. it's good. I like it. And then, of course, you know, she knows who he is, and then it's a double yeah. twist. Ethan isn't receiving orders from IMF. It's the syndicate, the syndicate. a secret organisation that Ethan has been tailing for a while that has set him up. Uh, I love the idea of the syndicate, a consortium of rogue agents from various international agencies, but they fail to kill Ethan when they have him in their sights and uh, this always frustrated me but which rogue agent do you think suggested this plan (laughs) because to me I'm guessing it's someone who worked with Dr. Evil (laughs) oh no because I I completely bought into this I bought into this because everyone has been converted like you know all these other agents have been converted so maybe it's just like a I mean for them it's a Hail Mary they're like he's too He's <laughs> too patriotic. Yeah. He's not going to come over, but we could give it a shot. Like you know, yeah. it's like betting on Powerball. Like it's you know, <laughs> I probably won't win the hundred million, but I'm putting it on. <laughs> yeah, you might as well be in with. You know, you're, you're with the syndicate already, so you might as well be in yeah, it to win like, it, right? If we can get Ethan Hunt, like we're we're home and host. <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of buy into them not killing him just because it's like, oh, if we can do it, cross your fingers. I know. It's a good scene, oh, though. Yeah. So good. Although it's yeah, a bit so- terrifying. Like that poor girl turns up, you're like, oh, who's this radiant guy? Oh, no, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she is radiant. I may have looked her up. Anyway. 
like some kind of dirty perv. But, um, I am not a dirty like, perv when it comes to ladies. But I was like, oh, wow, who's she? She's quite, oh, no, bye. Yeah. I was like, this is, she's, she's this movie's Josh she Holloway. Is. Like, what are you doing? What a waste. Uh, of course, uh, the IMF is disbanded oh, and absorbed man. into the CIA. How much does an agency have to achieve before it is finally trusted? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> like I love, I love them being on the on the yes. outs because it raises the stakes. Because because otherwise it implies that they have too much going for them. But it is funny. It, it's like um, it's like being in a relationship with mm. someone and you do. 50 good things and then <laughs> you 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 forget their cousin's birthday and you are fucking going to get a divorce you forget to put the toilet seat have... down one time <laughs> one time <laughs> i've put it down a hundred times like why just this one yep. time yeah someone rang the doorbell come on <laughs> yep you forgot to flush just, just one, one time, time. <laughs> i was on instagram i was looking at uh, clips of michael jordan in the 90s and i forgot <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, I, it is funny. I do. I found it very interesting that it had the same sort of energy as the um, Lawrence Fishburne uh, iteration of this agency. Like he, mm. they brought him in to fix everything up. Clearly, that hasn't worked. So they've yep. brought in Alec Baldwin to just absorb it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen Fishburne back. I'd like to have seen Hopkins yeah. back. Like you know, but they. they they motor through them, but it's funny. Uh, as Ethan becomes more comedic, it seems to coalesce more as an ongoing storyline mm. as well, yeah. doesn't it? Uh, we next see the captured Ethan being tortured by an ex KGB agent, Yannick Vinter, aka the Bone Doctor. <laughs> Didn't we see him at the pill I once? Did. I did. <laughs> I, I kind of, given how many big stars they get in these movies, I'm like, couldn't you have gotten someone more memorable for the Bone Doctor? Like, yeah, I, no, I was a bit bummed want, out about like, that as well. Someone who's going to have Come fun on. with being called the Bone Doctor. Yeah, someone who's going to fucking be chewing up the yes. scenery with it, right? <laughs> Instead anyway, we got generic henchman so number much. 42. <laughs> yeah, why give him a good name? Just make him the generic oh, henchman. You know who would have been good as the Bone Doctor? Bautista. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Who obviously was be- very busy doing <laughs> that James Bond film that year. <laughs> yeah, he would have been good yeah. too. Like he's a he's a good size for you know that's one of the uh, under under uh, stated mm. parts of uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh yes, he's he's really he's really good. He's really ha- kind of heartbreaking, and you do worry that. Ryan Gosling's pretty face is going to be yeah. <laughs> put him right through a wall. Oh, there he does. He does. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Right through a wall. Bautista would have been great. I wish Bautista had been the Bone oh, Doctor. That would have been better than Spectre. Yeah, oh, Spectre. Like, you know, he was fine. I actually enjoyed that once I knew it was going to be disappointing. <laughs> if that makes sense. Because I was so disappointed yeah, by it the first time when I watched it again. Not that long ago, I was like, oh, Bautista's in this. I like him. And, like, I was finding yeah. joy in little moments. But, yeah. Right. It's still hard work. <laughs> so, it's it's such a bummer because Skyfall's such so a... So great. You know, like, if we're never going to get a Nolan uh, Bond movie, that's the closest yeah. thing. And then uh, Spectre 
you know, you know what? Everyone doesn't have to be related. It's like it's my argument about Star Wars a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's like, mate, this could have been set in Adelaide. <laughs> like everyone knows. It. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Each other. Everyone's related. Everyone's dated. Everyone's kissed their sister. I'm allowed to say that. I'm from Adelaide. And I don't have a sister. Anyway. Uh, so this is where we meet... <laughs> Uh, Space Isla Adelaide. F- Isla Faust. Space Adelaide. <laughs> oh, yeah, I should write a series called Space, Space Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> set, set a few years ago in a, in a city just over there. <laughs> space Adelaide. there is Adelaide. a lot of space if you go too far out of town. <laughs> it's clearly quite yeah. nice. Uh, so we meet uh, Isla uh, Faust. That's how you yeah. pronounce her name, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. And uh, as played by Rebecca Ferguson, a disavowed MI6 agent who helps Ethan escape. Let's just get to it. Where does she rank in the Mission Impossible series of all characters for you? Because I reckon she's right at the top. Oh, for me. she's almost better than Ethan. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I agree. Like she's cheeky. She's dynamic. Yeah. She's exciting yeah. and beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, she's certainly a lot better than Paula Patton. <laughs> hey, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm jumping ahead here because, we're, but that moment where she is in her hiding place at the uh, at the opera, and she just she's getting her rifle ready, and she just you can just see the way she shot with her leg out, wearing that yellow dress, like that's. That's one of the hottest things that's ever happened in a Tom Cruise movie. And don't get me wrong, the previous hottest thing that's happened in this series was him with a floppy disk in his mouth. You're obsessed with this floppy disk. Look, it might be the words, to be honest. Tom Cruise with a mouthful of floppy disk. <laughs> Nothing Jack, reach out. <laughs> don't look back. <laughs> You know, look, to to everyone listening, I just need to let you know that uh, there is a distinct possibility that Adam and I are going to be obsessed with Jack Reach around for quite a while. Don't look back! Don't look back! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, far out. Anyway. We've broken the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We've broken it, yeah. We're trying to put it back together. Um but she is she is Amazing. magnificent right from the get go, and uh, she's so. Um, it's interesting. I, I, I find her stunning to mm. look at, but she is 
unlike anyone else. And that, I think that's part of what makes her stunning. Like watching Silo as well. Oh, she's just so got... Good. Like, yeah, her, her, her features are... Uh, so sharp and her own as you well. You know what? And she's the thing great. she does, I think, as an actor, and I think Edie Falco does this a lot as well, where you can see them thinking, like you oh, can yeah. see the yep. thought process of the character. It's like um, I listened to a podcast once with, uh, I think it was, is it Eric Roth who wrote... Um, the like the June screenplay and Forrest Gump and you know he's like a he's been a writer for a long time and he'd written like this full page of dialogue <laughs> for Al Pacino <laughs> and Al Pacino's read it and he's gone yep 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 now I could do that with a look and he's gone it's like a whole page <laughs> right. and then they've done the scene and Pacino's done a look and he's gone Oh, fuck, he can do that with a look. <laughs> right, right. And some actors just like, but yeah, because I've been watching a lot of Carmela Soprano just not saying anything and yeah. and absolutely understanding what is happening in that scene. And I think Rebecca Ferguson is really skilled at, you know, you see her go through about three or four things in one moment without saying a word and you're like, oh, yeah, I understand everything that's happening here. I'm totally on board. Yeah. Like, I think she's really good at that, that type of acting. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I just saw a, uh, a clip uh, earlier today of Andrew Scott doing the, I think it's the opening to Romeo mm-hmm. and Juliet. And uh, it's really slow. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's, he's thinking about what he's going to say next and he's broken it down yeah. into almost like four words yeah. per, per delivery. And it's... Uh, it's, you know, it's like getting back to Pacino. It's the, you know, they wanted to cut him from The Godfather, but when the scene where he shoots Salozzo yeah. and you you're, you see everything that's yeah. going on in his eyes. Yeah, I don't want to be uh, part of the family, but I've got to do this because, you know, like, it's just, yeah, the, yeah. all of that happens. Um, you know who else is really good at that is Anna Torv is another actor who I oh, have yeah. seen play about 14 different things in a scene in between someone else speaking and not actually saying anything out loud and you're like oh wow like yeah some like yeah there's a couple of moments of her in um the last of us where you're like oh my god i feel like i've just had your entire backstory and you've not said a word (laughs) yeah 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 it's great no i that's a i reckon that's a good call on rebecca ferguson she's uh there's there's always all the way through this movie you know she's trying to juggle so many things and you can see her doing it but not like not in a sometimes you see it in movies and it's like that that person knows that you're bullshitting yes. <laughs> you know some people can be too obvious it's like uh, 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 i'm just going to go and yeah. check and you're like you <laughs> you're hiding it. something you know <laughs> yeah we get it mate we get, get it. it you're a bullshit artist <laughs> yeah you're acting so bad you're making me hate that other character for not realizing you're a fuckhead <laughs> yes <laughs> But yeah, all through this, she seems, you know, somewhat inscrutable, but you know, she's juggling about four different things. Like it feel, and then, yeah. you know, as the movie plays out, you're like, oh, you really were juggling all those things. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, the CIA uh, go after Hunt because, uh, of course, he's now that he's been disavowed oh, yeah. and he has to be on the run and it's uh, he pulls a tricky trick on them as to where he really is. It's a little... Little Silence of the Lambs yes, moment where they all turned up to the wrong he, place. 
was great. Uh he passes information about the syndicate on to Benji, who is uh, <laughs> Benji having to work at the CIA oh, and be bored shitless and then having Ethan get in touch with him is really entertaining. And I also love that he's tricked into attending the Vienna State <laughs> Opera and literally, to help Ethan out, literally thinks he's won a prize. And it's quite surprised when what? Uh, I'm not going to get together the opera. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think I said this earlier, but I think Peg really steps up in this movie. Yeah, and he's been great before now. Like, yeah. yeah. But I think it's what you said about Macquarie going, you've got all these other good actors. Yeah. Let's do some good... Let them let yeah. them cook. Get them in the kitchen. I mean, uh, I'm, I, yes for Peg, but I feel like he's, he's shortchanged Renner quite a lot here. <laughs> oh, I will get to Renner in a sec. It's a... This is it's yeah. anyway. It's it's. I don't know. You know what? That's my one criticism of yeah. the film is that I think Renner was so good in the last yeah. one, and he's a little bit reduced to. Uh, like he's, he, the 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 lines they're giving him and the action they're giving him to do are, like well below his pay grade because yeah. he should be up there in the action. Yeah. as well. I mean, I I think he really sparks well off. Um, Alec Baldwin in those scenes. Oh yeah, he's great. Like, yeah. but he should be doing yeah. more. Yeah, he shouldn't just be yeah. <laughs> bolting together a, a box with Benji. <laughs> no, I know. I totally agree. I, 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 it's, as I said, it's the it's the biggest um, it's the biggest uh, flaw in the film. Though I, I kind of you know because he has to convince Luther, uh, you know. Well, anyway, the, the the whole scene at the opera is fantastic, yes. right? Uh, so we we have the multiple assassins attempting to kill the Austrian Chancellor. Um, Benji with his bit I, of paper honestly, that's got actually a computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all great. Uh, it, it, there's the scene, uh, it has a touch of the Indiana Jones fighting the big Nazi. Mm, yes. With, once again, Ethan being a little bit comedic, yep. you know, and being a bit outmatched is is working for Tom Cruise as he gets yeah. older. Uh, I just don't think you can go wrong with opera in an action no. scene. Like, th- th- that was the, you know, the the the, pa- uh, the Pagliacci scene mm. in The Untouchables was uh, a big turning point for me and my... Uh, it was almost like the thing that uh, upgraded me to how I enjoyed yeah. films was, was The Untouchables. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> I just love it. I just think that whole scene, all the all the uh, stands going up and down, and not quite working out who's on whose yeah. side is. It's all thrilling, and it and it ends with them having to get away, and the chancellor's uh, uh, car is blown up, and now the orders are out to kill oh Ethan gosh. and Benji, <laughs> and uh, that's when Brant convinces Luther to find Ethan before the CIA does. So, like, I understand. Uh, you need Brant for that part. Yes. Like you need someone who obviously is going to be believing in him because if it's someone else, you're like, yeah. well, why does that person believe in him? You believe that it's Brant, but still, you know, let him fight three people at once or something. Yeah, Do you know I what know. I mean? Like he's, he's, he's a good action star. He's, it's, Renner's an interesting one. Like Renner's just got this fascinating career yeah. where it's like it's, it's, it's awesome and then it's big and then it's like no one's using him properly and then he nearly dies in a snowplow accident like it's i i just don't know where he goes yeah. It's, 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 um, it's yeah i feel like he's in this movie he's hawkeye again 
And I'd like, I guess, yeah. you know, he had a Hawkeye movie out that year. And maybe part of it was, oh, he's only available on these days. So let's not give him big yeah. action scenes because we can only have him for like yeah. four weeks or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Because he's got to go and shoot his bows and arrows somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. No, no, no. That makes and sense. And he's a, like a, a linchpin of. Um, Age of Ultron, Age of like Ultron. there's a whole thing on his farm with his family, like that's yeah. you know it's the it's a big Jeremy Renner movie, um, yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe it was just a, a timing thing. It's like yeah, we can have four days with Alec Baldwin, a couple of days, yeah, seven days to be with, to to make a box. <laughs> yeah, this is great. Let's get him in. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Maybe that's what it is, and so. maybe that's just Macquarie just being really, again, a really skilled writer. It was like, oh, I can't use him for the whole thing. Um, I'll find something to do let's with him. Use him. <laughs> yeah, let's let's use him this yeah. way. Uh, Ethan and Benji find uh, Isla in the pool, and that's an interesting scene because she just kind of gets out in a way that doesn't really ogle her <laughs> at all, and it doesn't. Um, it's one of those moments where you go, this is quite clearly not a Bond movie. Yeah. because so do, so do you think this is because the Mission Impossible movies are trying to be better than that? Or do you think it's because Tom doesn't think about women like that, so he wouldn't even suggest it? Uh. <laughs> do you think if it was the floppy disk in the pool, we would oh have ogled God. it when it we came out of the like water? A, a long, a long-lasting shot. Um, no, I... Jack, reach around! <laughs> Jeremy Renner was in the pool with a different story. <laughs> Don't look back. <laughs> no, I think it's just, um, you know, they've already given her so much agency as a character yeah. that by the time it gets to here, it's it doesn't matter. Like, it's yeah. it's it's very different to Halle Berry and Die Another Day, um, who... <laughs> yeah. Had had a lot of agency up to that point, but still, you know, let's do the Ursula Andrus thing again. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, and then it happens in Casino Royale for the ladies. Yes. Uh, so. <laughs> uh, and the gay men, of course. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to leave anyone out. <laughs> I think of myself um, as one of the ladies. <laughs> yes. Flick that hair. Flick that hair. Um <laughs> we discover the big bad guy is a rogue MI6 agent brilliantly called Solomon oh, Lane. Good name, right? right? Name. Good name for yeah. a villain. Uh, there is a ledger with the names of all the syndicate leaders secure in a vault that cannot be broken into. And what, what this scene's great, oh. isn't it? Like, I, I love Benji being excited about wearing a mask. <laughs> feels a little bit... Um, uh, feels a little bit... When he's, you know, you're showing the scenes of how he could wear the mask and it not working yeah. out. It feels a little bit Shaun of yeah. the Dead. <laughs> you know, we'll go to the pub, we'll pick up your mum. And then he'll be murdered horribly at the end. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I also found it really funny. I'd completely forgotten his nonchalant belief in all of Ethan's oh, yeah. abilities. Yeah, he'll just hold his breath for nine yeah, minutes. It'll be fine. He'll break a world record. Like, he'll be fine. Which he did on this film, didn't he, Tom Cruise? Isn't this the one where he yes. held his breath for a I've ridiculous some... amount of time? Oh, yeah. I've got some stuff in the good bits for you about that crazy stuff. Uh, all this water stuff makes me super panicky. Oh, yeah, because you're afraid of water. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not into it. Not into it. So it's good for the scene. Like, it's good for the... Like, I do. Hey, get that yeah. done. Hey, swinging arm that just hit you. That is not good. 
Um, and I love that Isla rescues Ethan. Yeah. Like I love that he actually wouldn't have gotten out of there. Even even that scene um, of her stripping down to jump in the pool. It's like it's like us seeing her swimming earlier is not titillating because it's actually uh, set up for this moment to go. Oh no, yes. she's a good swimmer. We've seen yeah, her swimming. She can do this. She'll be fine. In yeah. Like it's, yeah. I think that's really, you know, I think Macquarie is kind of, there are some choices he could have made that w- could have been terrible and he's been really, really yeah. restrained in this. Yeah, no, it's really impressive. He also dives into a massive gushing hole of water. That's impressive <laughs> that's, as well. That's, that's the third sequel to Jack Reacher. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Reacher out gushing a hole of water. The sequel to right, Double Back. Right in the golden eye. Ah, <laughs> uh, far the wet out. Shoot. <laughs> Jack Reacher out up the wet shoot. The sequel to Double Back. Double back. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so Isla does the dirty and races off with the ledger with members of the syndicate in pursuit. Now we have a wild chase with Ethan and Benji in one car, Isla on a motorbike, the syndicate oh. on heaps of motorbikes. Brant and, uh, Brant and Luther are all in pursuit. Yeah. And uh, what do you think I of this action this. scene? It's, I, it's yeah. bonkers and it's fun. And yeah. I. Yeah. And for the first time in a long time, I think, watching this film, I was like, I don't. I don't know if it's CGI, but I don't care. <laughs> yes, yes. Whereas a lot of films it I'd seen up to, to this point, I'm like, yeah, there's more, you know. Like I saw The Flash this week. And some of the people are CGI in that. Like, just in a conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> like, weird. Why are you CGI? Like, just, uh, um, but yeah. So weird. <laughs> But yeah, I just was excited because I love a good action sequence. It's like... Um, did you come with me to see Gemini Man? No, no, I've never seen oh, Gemini Man. So the action sequences in that are blisteringly good, like really fun. Mm. And the rest of the film is very dull. Um, right. But yeah, I love a good, you know, chase on a motorbike well, and lots of motorbikes. And yeah. Um, and I'm- the four wheel drive that Jeremy Renner complains about. Why did you get this one? <laughs> oh, yeah. A little, little Austin Powers in the turnaround, yeah. right? <laughs> That's funny. Um, I love motorbikes in action scenes as well. That goes back to Steve oh, McQueen yeah. and The Great Escape. So that, that's where my love of that comes from. Once again, comedic yeah. Ethan tries to jump over the car and he's not yeah. quite right, which which also ups the ante in the, in the yeah. car uh, uh, chase because he's not on top yeah. of his game. My question for you is, do you think Tom Cruise really smashed that car with Peg in it and is Peg acting? <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Like <laughs> Tom, maybe Tom not. loves a bit of a stunt, and maybe it's like, yeah. "Are you in the stunt with me? You're in the stunt with me. You're in the okay." Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, you'd be so terrified. <laughs> maybe that was why Renner's. Uh, maybe Renner's contract was <laughs> keep me away from the. I'm just going to build a box. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in any he's stunts gonna, that I don't he's know. Going to make me do it. <laughs> um. So uh, Benji's made a copy of all the data in the mm. ledger that Isla drops off with her MI6 handler, uh, but they're uh, 
unable to open it. So uh, Isla doesn't realise her handler wipes mm. the uh, ledger. And the, uh, the version that uh, Benji and Ethan have can only be opened with the Prime Minister of England's biometrics. Oh. Also, so now they have to get in touch with Isla and they have to work out how they can do this. But Benji has been kidnapped. No. And it also looks like Brandt has turned on Ethan by informing Alec Baldwin's Hunley about... What is going on? And which there's a part of this that is my favourite. Uh, so I'm wondering uh, all of mm. this uh, section. Is is there any actor that really stands out to you, or do you want me to tell you who do you I love? love? Tom Hollander more than anything. <laughs> I, I do love Tom Hollander, but I, but I, but I really enjoy Baldwin oh, in all of this. Having he is having way more fun than he should. <laughs> Yeah, playing a you know a stuffy bureaucrat. <laughs> yeah, he's really good. It, he's, it, you know, he's um, the great thing about him is he's a big you know yeah, he's a big he's presence. Huge. So so you know you, he does feel like he's in command, but because he's got comedic chops, his ability to switch sides and work out how to make it work for him yeah, very quickly very is is very funny. <laughs> Uh, were you were you worried about Benji with the with the bomb? Look, on him? I loved that because normally it's the beautiful woman who has a bomb strapped to her and is about to be fridged. Mm. Like it's it's such a great thing that they've got a male character as the you know the vulnerable one, the one who's been captured, and also that you know we don't even question that Tom would try and save him. Like you don't yeah. you don't have a moment where it's like, oh, it's just another man. He'll let him blow up. Like, you know, like if it was Felix (laughs) in a Chase Bond movie, it's like, and I trusted him not let Felix blow up. (laughs) No, no, God be with you. He'd he'd be, he'd feel much more comfortable using Felix's death as motivation for doing anything in the next movie (laughs) rather than actually saving him. I mean, Felix does get eaten by a shark in one of the movies (laughs) in the Timothy Dalton. (laughs) Right. He's been killed a few times, hasn't he? He gets off a lot. It's. Uh, I also love that uh, you know what, like Benji has to uh, relay what's being said to uh, him mm. from uh, Solomon. But I also love that he's sometimes saying things that he's saying, yeah. you know, and pointing it out. Uh, I love Ethan's gambit that he's memorized. He's wiped the data, but he's oh, memorized man. it all. And once again. Anyone else, you'd go, come on. But then you're like, oh, I feel like Ethan Hunt may have probably memorized and also, all Tom of this. Cruise probably did. <laughs> He's yeah. like, okay, I want to hang off the side of a plane. Also, I'm going to memorize 400 uh, bank account numbers. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, good, good chase action scenes as mm. well. Like, which is which is fun. Rebecca Ferguson is once oh, again so good. a superstar. Uh, and in the end, they capture Lane in a gas box, thus returning to the start of the film. And Huntley gets to pretend to the <laughs> Senate he was working alongside the IMF oh, yeah, all along. I was doing this. It was a secret. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a great ending, it's very isn't it? Fun. <laughs> the box is great. Yeah. And everyone's standing around him like it's it's like a boy band about to launch into yeah, a song. Because you see them doing it. You see them like, what are they doing? What are they? What's going yeah. on? And then when it's yeah, revealed, it's, it's like, of, oh, yay. <laughs> that's what they were doing. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Because the way that it, it's not, um, 
it's not uh, focused on mm. too much. It's, there's other things going on. Um, also, uh, I particularly like the little touch of uh, the strains of Ness and Dorma playing yes. as I Love Leaves. Um, so uh, I, I really like the syndicate. Uh, so how, how do you rate them compared to other evil groups? Well, it's kind of nice to have a like a made-up um, enemy, especially when you're mm. being funded by... A, gigantic um, <laughs> country that could very well be, yeah. you know, <laughs> an evil other in this universe. Um, so yeah. having something made up, it's like, oh, we don't have to worry about uh, we're not maligning any particular people or ideologies. Yeah. It's just, you know, dissatisfied spies. Like it's almost like yeah. some sort of evil union of spies. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> How does this uh, relate to Spectre? Who are, who are Spectre? Oh, Spectre is uh, are a bunch of bad nations. Um, right. Got okay. together to do naughty things. Yeah. And uh, in Marvel, Hydra are just uh, the Nazis, but yes. worse, because they do the double zig yeah. pile. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, in Star Wars, it's Black Sun. Is that right? I think Black Sun is the gangster kind of... Yeah, secret maybe. society. I mean, this is the whole empire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they're the they're the bureaucrats yeah. kind of thing. Um, and then I guess it's uh, chaos. Chaos. Get smart. Oh my god, I love chaos. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of uh, segments to finish mm. off with. Uh, uh, who and how? Which character do you think you would be, and how would you react in their place? Uh, I think I'm probably—I don't know how I got there—but I'm the Prime Minister of England. Uh, I'm fully yeah. Tom Hollander, having no fucking idea what's going on, but still yeah. being weirdly. How am I in the middle of this? <laughs> why yeah. do I? Why is it my fault? <laughs> yeah. Why am I being drugged at this precise moment? <laughs> I reckon for this one I'd be Benji, yep. I'd because uh, I'd gladly throw Ethan into all sorts of danger, and I would also be captured and have bombs strapped <laughs> to me. Like there's no doubt about it. Um, so the seg- so this is a first uh, segment zero charisma. I kind of like everyone mm-hmm. in this. I-, I guess it's the Bone Doctor, yeah. who's the worst. Yeah. Yep. I mean, look, I I think everyone's great. Like the girl in the record shop who barely has a scene is compelling. Like her. Hermione Caulfield. Like everyone's her great. I looked her up. The, I think, yep. like, if I had to, I would say that sometimes Baldwin is on the side of cartoony. Um, yeah. When he's being, you know, I'm a very important man who's making all the wrong decisions, yep. and I can tell that. Um, and, uh, yeah, Renner doesn't have much to do, but he's just solid in, you know, what he does do in the film. So, yeah, yep. but they're still both compelling like there's nothing no yeah. one's really and and the bone doctor was fine like you know there was nothing yeah. wrong with him he was just no it's just that he had a great name and didn't do yeah, anything with it's it. just a, a giant henchman it was just can I, yeah. let's cast someone who's twice the size of tom cruise to really look intimidating <laughs> yeah uh better or worse ruin or improve the movie with one decision my mind was give brenner more action yeah. scenes that's pretty much I, it. I miss Giacchino on the music. Um, Joe Kramer, who did the score for this one, has worked a lot with Christopher McQuarrie. Um, yeah. He did, he did Way of the Gun and Jack Reach Around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't look back! And now he works, uh, he does a lot of scores for Big Finish, who do like Doctor Who radio plays and oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Like he does the yep. 
their music suites and things like that. Um, Because I feel like he's kind of caught as a composer in this between the theme music from the 60s show and the great slab of Puccini that's going on while they're fighting in the Mm. opera house. And I just, I I don't know. So my big change would have been maybe a different opera. I feel like Ness and Dorma has been used so much for so many things. Oh, yeah. It's such an indelible piece of music that it it kind of feels a bit cloying at times. Like, you know, yeah. when it comes back in, it's, I'm just like, I would have preferred maybe like, I think even Madama Butterfly is probably a bit overused as well, but yeah, it just like, obviously it was written. The Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon would have been great. <laughs> yeah. The Everybody Has AIDS song keeps referring. <laughs> I, I, I do get what you mean, though. Like, I hadn't really thought about that because uh, I haven't really uh, watched anything with any opera in it for a while. But Ness and Dorma is probably, if you are into opera, it's a bit like... Yeah, it's just, it's, but also it just feels a bit Ness on the Dorma. nose. Like, it just... Like, yeah. like, I don't know. I feel like they haven't really gone, okay, what's this story about? Let's find an opera that kind of fits it. Like, the, let's have an opera yeah. about betrayal or an opera about... Some, like and also like Turandot that it comes from was was not finished like <laughs> it right. was an unfinished opera like a couple of different people have had a crack at the ending which is why it keeps getting performed but um yeah it just I don't know and also I mean it was it's a risky call putting it in there because it's quite offensive to the Chinese who finance this film <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think that's my only thing. It just like, it was almost like they're going, we'll do a scene in an opera house. And yeah, I don't think enough thought was put into what's the resonance of the music from that opera going to yeah. be in the film later on. And maybe yeah. he didn't expect Kramer to pick up on the music cues or, or use the music as, you know, for that scene. Cause you could have composed your own music for that and just pretended that the opera wasn't happening kind of thing but yeah right. i don't know i i just would have chosen a different opera i don't know what opera i would have chosen um yeah. but yeah just something it just yeah it just felt like too much like it was just like oh again yeah. with the nascent dorma <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i'm trying to think of uh, what operas would have been uh, <laughs> the mikado <laughs> <laughs> Some Gilbert and Sullivan light operetta. <laughs> yeah. Oklahoma. They're doing um, Chicago downstairs. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Um, so the Top Gun Maverick emotional scale. Uh, and to be honest, I just felt excitement and laughter. And I I don't buy that Isla would be interested in Ethan in any no. way. But I totally get why Mad Tom might yes. turn around twice. Yeah. <laughs> for, for a reach around. <laughs> Um, I've got some uh, quick squid bits for you Just Mm. a few Uh, Funnily enough, not a lot actually uh, Seemed to be that much on the internet Or maybe I was a bit lazy (laughs) But um, Brad Bird went on to make Tomorrowland Which allowed Christopher McQuarrie to be promoted to director for Mm -hmm. this film uh, prior to this movie, Macquarie and Cruz worked on Jack Reach Around and Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, Macquarie and Cruz struggled to find who could play Isla Faust and then had one last look through all the tapes they had. That's when they remembered Ferguson and called her to ask her to take on oh, the role. Wow. 
So that's interesting. Uh, the whole film was plagued with time issues, and at one point production was shut down so the filmmaker could fix the second half of the Ooh. script. It, even though it struggled with delays, they brought the film forward by five months to avoid the December release of Star Wars The oh, Force well, that's Awakens. That's a very sensible idea. That film was yes. a monster. <laughs> it was. Funnily enough, it kind of. It's. it's um, I enjoyed it. Like, I, I feel like. The first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. And the second time I watched it, I, I, I didn't enjoy it as much, but it was still good. And uh, the third time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a bit boring. And then it's it's like the rest of the trilogy reverberated backwards in time and now I kind of think it's a bit <laughs> shit. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. <laughs> yeah. Um, the final sequence of the film to be completed was the underwater scene. Macquarie realised it needed something and hit upon the idea of Cruz making muffled noises, which suggested he was struggling Ooh. to breathe. So they weren't in those scenes to begin right. with. Uh, Cruz clung to the outside of the plane in the air eight times oh before God. they hit the perfect shot. Eight times. Eight times. I mean, it's. Fuck I don't one. know if you've watched him go off the edge of the cliff. From this upcoming movie, oh yeah, yeah, it was like a ten minute yeah. behind the scenes sequence, and it's just like, yeah, they seem to do that for a whole week. <laughs> it's, like it's crazy. Um, the underwater scene was filmed in one take. Uh, Cruz trained to be able to hold his breath for three minutes, although stuntman Wade Eastwood claims Cruz held his breath for just over six minutes. Oof. And there was a little goof. Metal detectors would only prevent inf- uh, infiltrators from using oxygen tanks made of metal. They could have made one out of they plastic. They could have. They could have gotten in. Well, That's not as much fun, no. is it? No. <laughs> um, last segment, sum it up. What does this movie mean to you? Um, uh, look, I really enjoyed it. I, it's, it. It is weirdly forgettable, like... You watch it and you're like, oh, that's right. I forgot all this happened in this movie. I forgot heaps of And then, um, like, I watched it and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I went to make my notes and I'm like, what happened in this movie? <laughs> you watched it two days yeah. ago. I should yeah. have done the notes well, straight away. <laughs> I, so, there's, there's literally two things I remember. Him hanging off the side of yeah. a plane and the scene in the opera with Rebecca Ferguson's yeah. leg. That's, yeah. All I remembered was there was yeah he hung off a plane and there was an opera, <laughs> yeah, and he went on he went for a swim, <laughs> he went for a swim, little swim. I forgot the swim bit. I know um, I always remember the bits I, that where he where they try to top the hanging from the ceiling in the first one, like because every movie right. they try and do it and they're yeah. never quite as good. <laughs> no, and that was the one from this no. one, like the one where he. Goes running down the top of the building after the fulcrum, and you're like, yeah, no, whatever. Oh yeah. And then they're hanging on yeah. the side of the building. <laughs> like, there's always one. Yeah. He's always hanging. <laughs> and it's always um, to get into some server room somewhere. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm convinced that Rogue One is a rejected Mission Impossible script when they're, <laughs> they're climbing up to get the, the oh, disc yeah. out of the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. Um, I, I do like that this feels more like an ensemble piece. Yeah. So that is uh, probably, um, and I, I think Isla Faust for the win for me. Oh, look, I'm giving this uh, uh, four Tom Cruise jaw flexes out of five. Well, yeah, I'm the same. Very taut, fun, yeah. great performances. Four and a half. Like it's, it's just, I just don't know why it's not. Me- I don't know why it stick- doesn't stick in my head. Maybe, yeah, maybe it's because that first scene's so ridiculous yeah. that. <laughs> 
Do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> lots of fun things happen for the rest of the film, but you're, you're too busy thinking, how did his wig yeah. stay up? <laughs> I will say, though, like I, a lot of the beats kind of surprised me. Like, you know, I forgot that um, the whole syndicate thing was an invention of the government and mm. not meant mm, to have started, yeah. but then it started and it's like, well, oh, what is going on? Like, I really enjoyed all that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, it's mad. Yeah. That's, uh, that's it. It's fun. It's mad. He's insane. She's great. Yeah. Ensemble piece. It's it's what you want. And it's really interesting that the next, that, you know, it's just Christopher McQuarrie here on in, like that we're not mixing up directors and writers anymore. It's just like, Tom's gone, no, 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 I trust this guy. He lets me do stupid stunts. (laughs) And yeah. he manages to find and a way to put them in the movie that makes sense. <laughs> yep. So my guy is sticking around, <laughs> as are we. Uh, Adam, uh, where, where can people find you at the moment? What are you up uh, to? Adam Richard has a theory every day talking about Doctor Who, sometimes Star Trek, sometimes, I don't know, talked about The Flash this week for no good reason. Uh, <laughs> talk about all sorts of things um but uh also uh me i am a memoir um where we listen to mariah carey albums and sometimes j-lo albums <laughs> yeah yeah so, uh, just quickly with doctor who who's the little fella who's gonna be on doctor who uh he's a bafta award-winning actor who um yep I don't really know the character or what's going on. They, you know, they're revealing a lot of things. They're basically every time they reveal someone, it's because they're filming something in the street, and someone will right. take a photo and it'll yeah. get out. So is he is he always on a Segway or was he just in the advert on uh, in the picture they released on a Segway? Maybe right. maybe he's an evil Segway <laughs> genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's the new canine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, thank you for that. I'm off to uh, work on the synopsis for Jack Reach around Don't Look Back and uh, I'm ready to sell it to the highest bidder. Don't you mean the lowest bidder? Thanks to Adam for joining me on this very special edition of Jack Reach Around. I mean, uh, Mission Impotable. A big thank you. <laughs> Don't look back. A big thank you to our Patreon subscriber for the episode, Liz. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as well. Remember, you can sign up for Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash Justin Hamilton or a top review at Apple Podcasts will help people find all the good work we're doing over here. Uh, either or is greatly appreciated. I hope you're well, and I look forward to having your company next week. Until then. Mom 
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.